You're listening to Bell, Book, and Candle with Mela Borowski. Thoughts from a Southern Witch. Should have studied witchcraft. Should have learned to ride a broom. So me and my black cat could fly through the skies underneath the moon. Hey, y'all. I'm Mella Borowski, and I sure do appreciate you listening to me here on Bell, Book, and Candle. I hope you've been enjoying all the amazing guests that we've had here on the podcast. We've got a lot more to come. Maybe you have something to say or something to promote or just some witchy wisdom, and you'd like to be a guest. Why don't you email me at bellbookcandlesc at gmail.com and tell me about it. We have a loose theme this month. Y'all know sometimes things are a wee bit loose here. Wellness is always a major theme of mine. Since that's what I focus on in my business outside of this podcast. But for the month of March 2021, I've got some special guests who are going to focus on various aspects of wellness, mind, body, and spirit. Lance Baker is coming up this Thursday. He talks about his own healing journey, which started with Reiki and a nearly 10-year migraine. Thomas Mooneagle will be here talking about soul loss and how that can impact every part of our life. And Shirley Blanche teaches us some mindfulness practices. Dr. Serena is a naturopathic doctor and she's got some great insight for us as well. And that's not even all of them. What a month. I've recently started something called Refresh and Renew with my business, Three Rays of Light. I've only got a few posted on YouTube right now, but I'll link you to them. More is going to be coming. The first one was about coronavirus anxiety and I do a group hypnosis and then I offer some encouragement at the end. I thought I'd share that encouragement here on the podcast for Wellness Month. We really are living in challenging times, and we have been for a little while now, huh? In the midst of a pandemic, anxiety through the roof, and you really don't have to be an empath to feel the overwhelming emotions going on around us. I saw on the news last evening that we just hit half a million deaths here in America from COVID. I just feel like we need to have some extra tools for handling the anxiety and the stress that's creating just these issues in our lives. And, you know, we already have normal anxiety and stress, and this is on top of that. The CDC website lists out some of the ways stress can show up in our lives. So those of you who may be thinking, eh, it's not really stressing me out. You may be having stress show up differently than another person. So here's some of the ways that the CDC website lists out stress can show up in your life. Feelings of fear, anger, sadness, worry, numbness or frustration, changes in appetite or energy, desires and interests, difficulty concentrating and making decisions, difficulty sleeping, nightmares. You could have physical reactions like headaches, body pains, stomach issues, even skin rashes. Or you could have worsening of chronic health problems you already have, as well as a worsening of mental problems you may already be dealing with. And you could be having an increased use of tobacco or alcohol or other substances. 
It also stresses that it is natural to feel stress and anxiety and worry and even grief during the pandemic. So following the guidelines that we've been given, such as social distancing, wearing a mask, washing your hands, not touching your face, it doesn't really take away our fears, does it? At least not for me. So our goal is to work on ways to manage the stress, regardless of how it's showing up in our lives. So consider for a moment these quotes. Within you, there is a stillness and a sanctuary to which you can retreat at any time and be yourself. And that's Herman Hess. And then Wayne Dyer says, you cannot always control what goes on outside, but you can always control what goes on inside. I want to give you some practical ways to deal with intense anxiety, some tools for your resilience toolbox that you can use now during the pandemic, but this is also gonna be something you can take with you for the rest of your lives, things you can teach your children and those you love to handle stress. So let's take a look at some ways that you can use to handle stress in your life. Spirits of the elements, I stand in your center, a being that shares in all your ways. Hear me, help me. Spirits of the land, I praise the land's beauty, and I do not separate myself from it. Hear me, help me. Spirits of the ancestors, I continue to walk the path you laid down. Hear me, help me. Deities of my people, I worship you with words and actions as from ancient times. Hear me, help me. All of the numinous beings that crowd about me, I am a fellow traveler on the ancient path. Hear me, help me. Hear me and help me, shining ones. You who do not cease from watching, send me aid when it is most needed. And so it is. That comes from a book of pagan prayer. Here are 10 ways that you can use to handle stress, especially now during the pandemic. Number one, you can practice the pause. And that is just stopping in the midst of whatever's going on, taking a deep breath and allowing that to calm yourself down. Sometimes just doing the pause in the midst of whatever's going on, or if you find yourself involved in chaos because of maybe even outer things going on, just practice the pause. Breathing techniques can be really powerful and you just stop for a moment. You don't need any special tools. You just take a deep breath and you allow that to calm yourself down. And number two is about meditation. Meditation can help as well. And you don't have to bite off more than you can chew and say, oh, every day I'm going to meditate for an hour, especially if it's a new practice for you. 
I also want to mention that meditation does not necessarily mean you're sitting with your legs crossed and you're completely quiet and your mind's not doing anything because that's not the only type of meditation. There's walking meditation. I think that even dancing or, or doing some sort of crafting in a meditative way can be very powerful. So every day, perhaps, you can just say, I'm going to be still. I'm going to meditate in whatever way appeals to me for five minutes a day. I've talked about micro habits before, and micro habits are much easier to keep up with, and you're going to stick with that better than you probably would stick with I'm going to do an hour a day or I'm going to do an hour in the morning and an hour at night. We don't always end up doing that. But five minutes a day, we can do that. Number three is have a few self-soothing techniques that you could pull out when it's needed. And you'll need at least one of them that you can do anywhere without any tools. Like a special coping statement like, I am okay. That's one that I use all the time. I am okay. Or it could be, I can handle this. Or I am in control. And some other self-soothing techniques could be as simple as playing a certain song that brings you joy. Have it ready right there on your phone. Uh, And whenever you need that boost, you play that certain song. Or maybe you have a certain essential oil that you use or you take a hot bath, maybe a ritual bath, or you put a blanket in the dryer and get it nice and warm and you wrap yourself up in that. It might even be pulling your dog or your cat or your goat or your chicken or whatever animal you have on your lap and just petting them for a few moments. But whatever it is, it's gonna be very specific to you and it's gonna be something that is very soothing. Number four, if worry is taking over your day, what about scheduling time on your calendar for worrying? Okay, stick it, stick with me. I know that sounds odd, but having a worry time scheduled on your calendar might actually give you relief at other times because you know that at, say, 7 p.m. every night, you're going to worry for 30 minutes. So you know it's coming and you can kind of put it off until then. And that gives you a lot of freedom during your day. And so when 7 p.m. or whatever time you choose gets here, you set your 30-minute timer and you worry to your heart's content for 30 minutes. And then when the timer goes off, it's done until the next day. If you try this and it works for you, or you try any of these tips, I would love to hear about it. So number five is creativity. Do something creative and you don't have to be an artist. You don't have to be good at it, but you could even color with crayons or watch a YouTube video teaching you something new, like how to do origami or make salt dough shapes. It doesn't matter what it is, just be creative. That is so helpful for stress and anxiety. wonderful little book called A Mindful Evening by David Dillard Wright. 
and it gives a little mindfulness exercise for each day. And I want to read the one that's called Observing and Releasing the Emotions. It has a quote by Marcus Aurelius Antoninus. Very little is needed to make a happy life. It is all within yourself and your way of thinking. A mighty bull can be led with one pinky finger through the ring in its nose. A giant battleship can be steered with a wheel the size of a hubcap. A skilled martial artist can body slam a person many times bigger and stronger with a flick of the wrist. In the same way, our emotions, though very subtle, can get the better of our wits and govern our actions. This evening, are your emotions ruling you or are you ruling your emotions? If you wanted to control them, could you? Take a look at your emotional state at the close of the day. Notice whatever you feel in a completely non-judgmental way. Is it rage, frustration, joy, boredom, sadness, fear, lust? Attend as much as possible to the emotion, noticing its contours, its exact feeling. Once you have a good fix on it, realize also that this state is temporary. It has arisen and it will fade again. Set this feeling adrift on the ocean of consciousness and do not cling to it. Move into the observer position and watch. Number six, limit your exposure to news and social media. Also, you might think about going technology-free for an hour or so before bed, especially if you spend time worrying and stressing as you're falling asleep. And you know, maybe it's not a good idea to leave the news on all day. I've seen that during natural disasters, where as the TV is playing all day long, talking about the flood that we had here in South Carolina or something else, the anxiety just built and built and built. So sometimes it's not a good idea to leave that news on all day. So limit your exposure to news and to social media. Number seven, connect with nature. I'm a green witch. I need nature. Nature is what heals me. As an empath as well, nature is what heals me. So go dig in the dirt. Go for a walk lean against a tree. Nature is just healing for so many people. Even in winter, sometimes I just need to put my bare feet on the earth and I will imagine all the stress, all the built up energy or the stuff that I've picked up from other people just going down into mother earth where I know she will transform it into something useful. And number eight is take care of your body getting exercise. Even if you can't join in with other people, there's so many videos and things that you can do online. Exercise, dancing, belly dancing, just follow along, or just take a walk around your home or around your yard if you have one. And get plenty of sleep and try to eat as healthy as you can and drink enough water. It has been difficult for us in our home to eat as healthy as we have done in the past because 
I don't get to go shop like I used to. I don't get to go to the health food stores and things like that. They don't deliver and it's really expensive to get a lot of things online if I'm not looking for sales and things like that. So I have had to really resort to ordering my groceries, asking my family um, to pick them up for me. Though I did recently sign up to have fresh veggies delivered to my house and that has been awesome. And I'm also immune compromised, so that keeps me from doing a lot of things. But I've been trying new recipes, I've been honing my bread making skills, and trying to use a lot of vegetables in different ways because I'm already planning my garden, I'm building my raised beds outside, and I'm really going to focus on growing a lot of my own food. So taking care of our body, eating as well as we can during this time is going to be important. And then number nine, there is a crisis tip that I was taught in DBT therapy that uses a rubber band around the wrist. So this might be something that some of you might uh, resonate with. So I've gone back to this method of dealing with really intense anxiety and emotions many times over the years. In fact, I've found a type of bracelet that's elastic it's also very beautiful and it does the job now but every now and again I will go back to that tried and true rubber band just your regular rubber band and the idea is that every time something unwanted comes up or my stress starts to rise or my grief starts to rise I snap that rubber band on my wrist to sort of reset the brain to, to shock it out of the pit of despair that I am about to dive headfirst into and it works it has worked for me for many years and number 10 is another technique that I myself use and it is called tapping or emotional freedom technique this has been an absolute lifesaver for me I learned it when I went back to school to become an integrative healing arts practitioner, and I have used it to hold migraines at bay for several years now. Seriously, if I get that telltale sign of a migraine coming, I start tapping immediately and I am able to control it. I haven't had one of those full-blown, crazy eye shape, hating the light, gotta go to bed migraines in years now. And you, you can tap for mind, body, spirit. You can tap for anxiety, you can tap for stress, you could tap for self-love, for physical pain and issues, and you can even tap for that those deep emotional crap stuff that's coming up. It's definitely worth looking up. I personally use the method taught by the Tapping Solution website. I will link that for you, so check that out. Now, Mr. Rogers, who just happens to be one of my heroes. Maybe he's one of yours too. I don't know. But he said this. And I want to end the podcast episode with his quote. Some days doing the best we can may still fall short of what we would like to be able to do. But life isn't perfect on any front. And doing what we can with what we have is the most we should expect of ourselves or anyone else. I hope that even one of these tips resonates with y'all and you're able to up your resilience quotient even a little bit during these hard times.
I want you to know you're not alone. I'm so grateful to have you here with me listening. Y'all be safe. Take care of yourselves. And as always, y'all be blessed. You lift your snake entwined staff, great healer, and send out healing knowledge. You know each drug and its effects, each technique and when it should be used, each symptom and what it means, each illness and how to treat it, each patient and what to do. May my hands be yours. And so it is. Thank you all for listening to Bell Book and Candle. You can follow Mella on Instagram and Facebook at Bell Book Candle SC. That's Bell, B-E-L-L-E. Or become a patron at patreon.com forward slash Bell Book Candle.